Welcome to the Hyphenated Nation, a podcast for the modern day Canadian. My name is Hannah, and together with my guests, we explore what it's like navigating life as young adults through chatting about health and wellness, personal development, and relationships. Hi, everyone. In this episode, I will be exploring the topic of how to turn hobbies into your own personal brand with a very special guest. She's a senior project analyst at Aritzia, which is a Canadian women's fashion brand. Some of you may know them by their TNA branded leggings and the most recent cult favorite, the Super Puff Jackets. Our guest is a mentor, marathon runner, blogger, and a YouTuber. Without further ado, let's welcome Melody. Hi, Melody. Hi, Hannah. Thanks for joining. Or thanks for letting me join. <laughs> Thank you for coming in and joining us on our podcast. Mel and I have known each other for more than over half a decade. I have so many questions for you and uh, let's just get started. Thanks so much. Can you give us an insight of what it was like growing up as an Asian Canadian and some of the sources of your inspiration? For sure. When I was growing up, to be honest, I was not proud of being Asian. I honestly just wanted to be one of the fairy tale characters that I saw in Disney. So typically those would be white. I wanted to be blonde and have blue eyes. Ironically, right now I have blonde hair, but that's because I actually want it, not because I want to try to be white. But I think that came about because, you know, in our culture and in our society, we've emphasized white beauty standards. And this is no shame on white people, but it's more so the fact that I think that was the, the standard or level of measurement to see whether you were beautiful or not. And as someone who looked up to other women, I was drawn to these images that I would see on magazines and in the media in general. And that was something that I wanted to be. And when I looked at myself in the mirror, that was someone that I could not see myself being. So that was something I really struggled with. And when I went to my high school and later to my university, which was more multicultural, I started to become more aware of the concept of diversity and that everyone has their own beauty that they can share. And that's a little bit more comfortable with being Asian, though I was not particularly at the point where I was proud of being Asian. But from there, I have done a lot of growth and I'm still on that growth process of accepting, I guess, who I am. And I actually wrote a blog post last year about this on Chinese New Year. Um, I was dating someone at the time who was really excited and proud about my culture and my heritage and had actually encouraged me to celebrate who I am and where I came from. So we actually went out and celebrated Chinese New Year together, even though I was apart from my family at the time, I was living in Calgary. And from there, I actually started to read a book called The Joy Black Club. And it is about four different women and their experiences with their moms, where their moms have emigrated from Asia to North America. And they shared some of their experiences and I guess challenges of what it was like being first generation in North America while having such strong Asian cultural influences from their mom. And I thought that was truly relate on because my mom and I have had different, I guess, really relationship battles because she had her own belief system and I had mine being influenced by growing up in North America and in Canada. So in this blog post, I wrote about finding the beauty of being Canadian. So through this growth process, I have learned more about my culture and I have been encouraged to like talk to my parents about some of the things that they had um, taken from their heritage and brought over here, which was something that I definitely shied away from before growing up. Mm -hmm. I would say that in terms of inspiration, I am really into social media. I spend a lot of time on Instagram and YouTube. And one thing that I've been trying to do more so now is to surround myself with 
other Asian influencers and follow their content and draw on their pride and their experiences of what it's like growing up to be Asian in North America. And I can name two in particular. There's one, um, she's actually one of my friend's sisters. Her name is Rach Speed on Instagram. And there's also Sophia Chang. I think she's in the States and they both talk about, you know, their own, I guess, content, which is fashion, lifestyle and beauty. But then they also have a lot of content where they talk about what it's like, their experiences and some of the struggles of what it's like to be Asian in North America. And I've been really inspired to see their content and just learn and grow from that. Yeah, wonderful. I could definitely relate to um, what you shared about, you know, not really seeing representation of other Asian women in media, in, you know, Disney fairy tales, in newspapers, in the movies that we, we watch. And I think I've also myself have been on this journey of um, finding out who inspires me and who are the powerful Asian American, Asian Canadian women who represent who I want to be. And, you know, in a way, this is also a platform where people can find that inspiration, because I think there is such a power in, you know, numbers and representation. And my hope is that other young women, other Asian women are able to see and find, you know, inspiration through social media. And I think social media you know, <laughs> has been, you know, called so many bad names, but I think one right. positive, yeah, there's so much um, hate, I think around some platforms and I can understand where that comes from. I think when we are strategic about who we follow and whose stories we listen to, it could be also such an experience of growth and learning. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. No problem. Yeah, it's totally so true. Like they say that you're the sum of like the five or six closest people to you. So in the same light, the people that you follow are people that you naturally get inspiration from because you get that literally on your feed. You're fed that content every day. So I think um, one thing that I'm challenging myself to do is to follow people that inspire me and also can reflect some of the experiences that I have and someone that I can be inspired by. Mm-hmm. I've also heard of that where um, it's said that we're like the five closest people or five, six closest people we're close to. I think to extend on that, I could just see people, you know, maybe they don't have friends that they can relate to on this level. Maybe they don't have family members that they um, feel comfortable sharing with. They could find role models online now because we're such a right. community that way to find their closest people. My hope is that maybe through this platform, people can engage in those conversations you know, I really appreciate your honesty about when you answer this question, you said, you know, to be honest, I wasn't comfortable with, you know, the identity that came with who I am and um, that you have a growth mindset and that um, you're not bound by, um, you know, what society tells us that we should be or what we shouldn't be. I think I got a lot of that inspiration from you too. Mm-hmm. We talked about having a growth mindset and like not being fixed on where you are, but you know, you can always learn and shape your experiences through what you do Mm -hmm. and like you can always figure out your path forward yeah and speaking about social media and all that fun stuff can you kind of describe what your personal brand is now for sure uh this is a good question I actually thought about this before our our conversation because I've been invited to speak at my university Queen's University on this topic in particular so I have kind of an answer for this already Mm -hmm. If I were to describe my personal brand, one thing that I would like to draw imagery to is sunlight. So when I think about sunlight or the sun, I think of three things. 
it provides energy, it provides warmth, and also provides light. And I think these are three things that sum up who I am and my personal brand and how I radiate that, those characteristics to other people. So in terms of energy, so we know that sunlight is like a source of energy. There's like solar energy that is an alternative resource for us right now. And I would say that I am a go-getter. I am, I would like to say that a lot of people see me as ambitious and I think that I am too. I am someone who is relentless in looking for new opportunities, um, chasing her dreams. And I really like to channel my energy going into the future and like moving forward in what my direction is. And also one thing about me, which, you know, I love running marathons. So naturally people see me as like an energizer bunny. They always ask me like what I'm doing. And then they also wait, oh, you're probably running this weekend. So I just get a lot of energy by being physically active. And also in terms of like what I want to do, I bring a lot of energy to a room. And then the second thing is warmth. So, you know, you think of a warm, sun, sunny day, um, you get that nice little cozy feeling when you're outside or also in the winter, you feel the same thing. It could be really cold outside, but once you're, you know, under the sunlight that's streaming through the window, you feel that coziness. Mm-hmm. When I ask people what they think about me, a common word that they use to describe me is warm, approachable and friendly. So while I can be tough in terms of like how I go after things, I'm very ambitious and like go-getter. I also have a soft and gentle disposition with others. And I know that my smile can light up a room. I like to bring others comfort when I'm around them and make them feel, you know, like that warm feeling after being around me. I'm really glad you also bring me a lot of warmth too. Thank you. And the third thing, so uh, that light, that light or sunlight brings is light. So Along these lines, you know, when you're in a dark room, you search for the light switch or you wish you had a flashlight or your phone with you to illuminate where you're going so you know where you're, where you're stepping. So with this, part of my personal brand is that I like to be seen as someone who can inspire, motivate, and uplift other people. I want to be able to be that person that people can come to to showcase their new ideas, get excited about, and also be able to provide solutions and suggestions to them. So, you know, I want to be able to be that light in a dark room or if someone is having like, is going through a tough time or they're like juggling between different ideas to help guide them with my experiences and be that uplifting person and cheerleader for them. That's wonderful. I think um, your analogy of who you are and your own branding is so innovative. I've never come across someone who describes their own um, branding and energy they bring with sunlight. And I think that is such a good way to help your listeners and help the people around you understand who you are as a person. Um, And I could definitely vouch that you bring such warmth. However, you're not a force to be reckoned with. Like I would not want to get on your bad side, (laughs) (laughs) but at the same time, I know like I feel hundred percent comfortable coming to you um, as a friend, but as I would think like if we're coworkers, I would feel comfortable approaching you because you have um, such approachable uh, personality. I think an- another side to you is that you are such a go-getter. Um, you set your mind on something and, you know, you really go for it. You do your steps and you are very strategic about your reach and what you do with your social media. I don't know how you do it, to be honest, <laughs> because... <laughs> I see myself as someone is, you know, like you, a go-getter, but I don't necessarily have that approachable demeanor. <laughs> and that's something I want to so do <laughs> is that um, I, people think me of me as like very sassy and just 
um, blunt. Um, and that's kind of my branding is I tell it like it is. <laughs> yes, that's a good thing. Yeah. Thank um, you for being that because I, I don't always tell it how it is. <laughs> I guess we all need that someone to, to tell, <laughs> tell them what's up. When people don't know me, they could find me intimidating. And therefore that could shut you know, many possible doors that could be opened. And I would rather work on my kind of first initial um, how people see me than to kind of close those doors before they are opened. <laughs> That's totally fair. We all have our strengths. And I honestly do see who you are as a strength. And obviously every situation lends itself to different scenarios. So it's, you're very self-aware and you know when to be different aspects of yourself depending on the situation, which I admire about you. Yeah. And I think through our work in, you know, on social media, on YouTube, um, that's something very interesting too, is the use of self and how we present ourselves on the internet um, could be very different than how we present ourselves in person. And it's so interesting that we get that choice nowadays. There are so many sides to us that maybe um, people on this platform versus that platform are not aware of or don't get to see. Moving on to some of your projects that you've been working on. Can you share with us a little bit about your current projects on your social media and on YouTube? Yes, definitely. So I guess part of this all relates to my personal brand of wanting to be seen as someone who is energetic, someone who can provide warmth and, you know, provide a comfortable space and environment for people to have conversations. And then ultimately, I think the last part where I shared um, having that light and inspiration is the underlying motivation and reason why I am, you know, on social media um, so actively, um, primarily Instagram and YouTube, and I'm looking into other channels right now. But the main purpose of why I want to do this and is the, I guess, pinnacle of all my projects is I want to be able to use these platforms to elevate the right messages and also to empower people. So in terms of like my current projects, I would say that I just got started on this whole journey when I had moved to Vancouver. I think that was like the catalyst for me actually taking this opportunity because mm -hmm. a lot of people had said, you know, you have a lot of fun stories to share. Um, now that you're making this move out from, I had moved from Calgary um, to Vancouver and I previously grew up in Toronto, which is where I met you. Mm -hmm. They wanted to learn more about like my experience of like, you know, what is it like moving in the middle of a pandemic? Like, what is it like to work at Aritzia? And so it was through that, that I had started taking on the social media experience. And through this, um, I've been starting off with projects that were, I guess you can say given to me. I have started partnering with brands that I would say align with my personal brand. So the opportunities where they have been initiated by other people first. So a couple brands or companies that I've worked with so far are Lululemon, Missouri, and Grana. Grana is a sustainability clothing company. Mm -hmm. I chose to work with these brands after they reached out to me because I felt they had aligned with what I I represent and what I admire. So for Lululemon, as you know, like I love running. So they had reached out to me because they said that um, they came across my profile and then I had commented on one of their New Year's resolution posts. And they said that my content is really inspiring. So they had sent me some of their clothes and things for running such as massage oils and also muscle recovery, pain relief. Nice, that's much needed. <laughs> much needed. I use it after I take a long run. I can take a bath afterwards and it's been so great. So I'm really grateful that Lululemon had partnered with me on that. Um, Missouri creates high quality jewelry. So I'm all for investing in quality pieces and, you know, it's much better for the environment that way. And similar with Grana, they make sustainable clothing in like ethical environments. Um, and I'm not a big fan of fast fashion. That's something that I've 
made a shift towards in the last few years. So those are some of the projects that I have been working on. But in terms of like what I'm actually building up right now, this is something that I have been shared on my social media. So you, Hannah, are the first person to, to know. Um, it's actually going to be content um, that is meant to inspire people to, again, pursue their dreams and ambitions. And through this, I'm going to actually start a career series on YouTube. So I'm going to start off by sharing a little bit about me so people can feel you know, my warmth and energy and know who I am and kind of the experiences that I've come from. Mm-hmm. And the main concepts will be to help people. So I'll talk about different topics, like things that are tangible, like how to edit your resume or how to present yourself in an interview. And then I'll get into more, I guess, softer topics where it's empowering and showing people that, you know, they can achieve what they want. So I can talk about, you know, language that you can use to feel more confident, you know, looking into like daily affirmations and like learning how to be more positive or like having a positive outlook towards things, talking about resiliency. So I'm still building up the content for that, but that is one of the main reasons why I started. And I'm really happy that I finally figured out the plan or how I'm going to do it. And now it's just a matter of like building out the content and filming and doing it. That's amazing. That's so exciting. Um, I'm so happy to hear that you are doing that on YouTube. And I think you would be a great person to put out that content because we are young women in our mid twenties. You've come so far in terms of your career. And I think that your advice would actually help so many young women and graduates and people looking to kind of make their own first step into society and make impact in their community. So I'm so excited for your series on YouTube. Later in this episode, we'll definitely make sure to have space for you to share your platforms and like your handles Mm -hmm. so that um, our listeners can reach out and um, maybe check you out on different platforms you're on. Thanks so much, Hannah. I appreciate the space. Yeah. Do you want to learn more about the topics discussed today and connect with others? Be sure to follow me on Instagram at the hyphenated nation, hyphenated spelt H-Y-P-H-E-N-A-T-E-D. Now back to the interview. I think you talked a little bit about this already in terms of you want to inspire other people. You want to create a space where information education is shared. What would you say are some of your other kind of hopes in terms of what you want to accomplish through your platforms? I would say that that is the main thing, again, to inspire and motivate others to achieve their dreams. I think as I'm looking towards building out my platforms, and I think this will also depend on how different content takes off and how people respond to it, I think having a community would be great. Right now, I actually started mentoring different students at Queen's, um, and it started from being invited to speak at Queen's through this one event, and had I had a bunch of different people reach out to me and ask for specific career advice and also just generally to have conversations and to chat. But I've perceived that in the future, when I continue to grow my platforms to be able to create a community, not sure how that looks like yet, but I know that the world is our oyster and options and possibilities are limitless. And I'm looking forward to seeing how that will evolve. And also as technology evolves and our platforms become more advanced, how I can use that. So I'm gonna continue using my platforms as they are and watching how developments in the apps go and build up opportunities from that. Yeah, I think something in what you shared really um, 
inspired me. I think you are a natural entrepreneur in how you approach um, business opportunities. I think you're very authentic in terms of the content you share. And because of that content, people and brands gravitate towards you because it's so easy to identify whether or not you, your brand aligns with their mission and their goals. And I think that is very strategic in itself and also serves you, the content creator, a lot of purpose because you're being authentic to your own self and at the same time attracting business you're attracting um, people who, you know, share the same kind of outlook on life, but also people who want to learn from you and grow. So that's, that's really amazing. Thanks, Hannah. I think that's like the beauty of social media, that it's a community. So, you know, you gravitate naturally to the people that you look up to. Um, I follow the people that I follow for a reason. And similarly, I hope that people follow me because they see my content as relevant and inspiring. But through community, naturally, everyone is different and have different experiences and upbringings. So they have something different to lend and that's what they bring to the conversation and to the table. You know, on days where you feel like, you know, there's just so much to do and you don't know where to start or you don't know where to end. Um, oh my God, every day. <laughs> <laughs> right? What keeps you going and what do you tell yourself so that every day feels like it's, you've utilized it to um, the best you can and that it feels the work that you're putting out there is fulfilling? Mm, this is a good one. So essentially like what fills your cup and what keeps you going, what keeps you up at night? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess what keeps you up at night, but also what fills your cup? Um, I think there are two things. I think one is like an overall outlook. And then the other piece that I have to share is more tangible. One thing that I like to remind myself of doing, and this is something that I read from a book and it's, I think it's called your reason why or your mission. Mm-hmm. And this is essentially exactly that. What keep, What gets you out of bed in the morning? So it can be as simple as like, you know, for a teacher, it could be, I want to inspire young people to be well-educated so they can become future leaders. I think that is a very powerful and meaningful mission statement for some people. And just even having that written down and having it on your bedside table or even making it your, your phone bracket or whatever that looks like, having that reminder of what you're doing will essentially keep reminding you of like your purpose or like what, what makes you excited about what it is you're going after. So personally for me, seeing what I'm doing, um, which is through sharing my story and my experiences and making content and being active on social media to share those things um, and making a positive difference in people's lives and uplifting them to you know, pursue their passions is what keeps me going and is my purpose. So I think that just having that reminder and being like, okay, why am I here again? Um, helps me get over those roadblocks where I'm like, oh, like, I don't want to have to edit another picture or I don't want to have to like write out this, this like thoughtful caption when really like the main purpose of why I'm doing it is what fires me up every day and is what brings energy or refills my battery, so to speak. The tangible piece of how I keep fulfilled or what keeps me going is um, I have this app called the five minute journal. And I think a lot of people have seen this on a lot of influencers. I think they did like some sort of push recently because I've been seeing it everywhere, but I have the app version and you write in it um, twice a day, once in the morning and once at, the, at night. And at the beginning, you write down three things that you're grateful for, three things that you're going to do to make the day great, and then a daily affirmation. So it kind of sets the stage for your day and literally makes you think about what you're about to do and why you're doing it. Um, so you kind of like reflect on you know, what you're grateful for and what you have in front of you. It can be as simple as, you know, I'm just really happy to have all my five senses um, today 
um, I'm really grateful for my health or it can be something as very specific. Like I'm really happy that I have this friend or this platform to share my experiences with and bounce ideas off of. And then also like being able to write about like your intentions for the day can really set your, your plan and essentially get, puts you in that right mindset. And in the evening, you write down three things that you were grateful for. And then one thing that you could have done to make the day even better. So again, just putting you back in that um, positive mindset where you scan your day for good things that happen, which can be little or big. And I think that being able to reflect on that on such a consistent basis has kept me fulfilled and in check with what I'm doing. And it has provided me that reassurance that I'm headed in the right direction. And this is something that I truly am fulfilled in doing. And I think it's normal to have that back and forth of like, you know, is this something that I really like? And having that discovery process is so important. So just having that, you know, five minute daily check-in with yourself is really good because you can see if that still resonates with you. That's wonderful advice. I think what you shared about, especially around um, the quick check-in with self is that, you know, nowadays people are always on the go, go, go. There is such benefit in taking a pause um, for Mm -hmm. our mental health and for, you know, emotional health to check in with ourselves and to be that voice of reason to check in with ourselves and say, how are you doing today? And what is it that I need in order for me to do well today? And if I'm having a really bad day, what is it that I could take off my plate to maybe make this experience more tolerable and less painful? (laughs) Um, And I think we, in our busyness, forget to do that. And I think um, that's a very good piece of concrete advice. It may, it doesn't have to be like this, the exact questions you shared. It could just be, you know, if people are on a time crunch, just to have one minute of time in front of the mirror while you're getting ready to do a check-in with yourself, to ask ourselves, like, how are you doing today? That could really mean the difference. That could really make the difference in terms of how our day starts and how our day ends. What you said about our intentions as well. I think sometimes, especially during a pandemic, it could feel like, you know, we don't know what's coming next. We don't know what our purpose is. And even if we have a very strong focus on what we like and don't like, it could get lost during a pandemic because so many things are unknown and so many things could change overnight. The advice that you share definitely helps in in grounding ourselves and um, making sure that we are living life and taking it day by day and being very, very aware of, you know, what fills our cup. Yeah, thanks so much, Hannah. I think, yeah, naturally, there's so many things going on, and it's hard to plan in the middle of a pandemic. But, you know, those things can change. And like what you plan to do um, can change with the circumstances externally. But then once you know what makes you fulfilled and what your purpose is, then you can always pivot and shift from that, because you you know what your truth north is. Do you have any piece of advice for someone who is you know, itching to get started and don't know what and how they should start um, and how they can start to find their niche, their audience? I think in general, like as a caveat, first thing is knowing that, you know, branding doesn't take place overnight and it takes time to change. And it also is okay to change and shift what your brand is as you're evolving and figuring that out. Um, I like to use, um, oftentimes I like to use the emoji of a butterfly because it represents growth and metamorphosis. So it reminds me that, you know, every time I go through, you know, an experience, something difficult, an experience that has really shaped me, I go through that butterfly process again and they evolve and change and I become a better, hopefully more beautiful version of myself, someone who radiates more kindness and all the good things that I want to be branded as. Don't feel discouraged because 
takes time and it's your own process. It's your own journey. There are different things that I have done um, that I've learned through, you know, working at different companies and meeting with different people and having different conversations um, specifically in terms of like figuring out what your niche is. And I think it ties back to the first question or the, the most previous question that you had asked me, which is like, what makes you fulfilled? I think a lot of it starts with that self-reflection piece of knowing who you are, what makes you happy, what gets you out of bed in the morning. Some things that you that I have done that have really helped me were journaling, reading, and gathering inspiration. So, you know, having conversations with people that I look up to, or you know, listening to TED Talks or podcasts like these, and drawing inspiration from those things and like writing them down because it just really puts pen to paper and brings that branding and sense of self to life almost. And um, one thing that I have done actually in an exercise on branding is, you know we talk about like brainstorming, like, you know, we, we've done this ex exercise in elementary school. And I think that it's still such a powerful tool where you write down all the words that come to your mind when you ask yourself, how do I want to brand myself? Mm. And, you know, you come up with this beautiful picture and then you pick out the words that really resonate from that, that page. And then you can start there. And then actually a cool experiment that I did through that branding course is to ask people how they see you. And then from there, you can kind of chart or compare what they say um, against where you want to be. And then, you know, it takes time again. So through different experiences and how you show up in different scenarios will help build that brand. And then eventually, naturally, because brands don't grow overnight, um, through your consistency and through knowing like who you are, what makes you happy, what keeps you fulfilled, that conf that level of confidence of sense of self will provide you that consistency. So then the gap between how other people see you and where you want and how you want to be seen, which is your brand, those will start to converge. I think it's just natural that brands change as well. So not to feel discouraged that, you know, like, you know, we might be one thing one day and then like in a couple months or two years, you might be something different. That's just reflective of who you are and how you want to be per perceived and portrayed. So I think that that has helped keep me grounded because sometimes I'm like, oh no, like I wasn't who I am two years ago, but then that's actually something to be grateful for. I've changed and I've grown. So again, it is an evolution and it is a journey. And I think it's one that will not end until we we're dead. <laughs> That's such a beautiful illustration of finding who you are and not being afraid of change. For myself, the biggest thing that set me back in terms of self-doubting, where do I start, is I didn't start. It's okay to start and not really know. And through that process, like you said, interview people around you and talk to people that you trust and know you to see how they see you and how that plays into your own branding is so important. It's okay to change. I think you really hone that in because I think people are so concerned with their image and how they're portrayed on social media. And they want to upkeep that in terms yeah. of being the best version of themselves possible, but we're human. We're not robots. And I think it's time, it's time we change that narrative. Yes. Striving for perfection that strive to be, relatable that strive to be ourselves. Yeah, I think that message is, is so beautiful. And I really encourage our listeners to, if you're thinking about starting something that you're passionate about, just start the journey that you'll go on will shape the way your projects end up being. And don't be afraid of doing that, because there will be people that are on your side. And there will be people that are there to help you and encourage you. Exactly. I think taking the words from one of my favorite brands, who I think has been very powerful of creating that brand is Nike. And it's like, just do it. 
you know, yeah. you know once you know you know yeah I remember when Nike first you uh, starts to use that branding all over their merchandise I kind of laughed <laughs> to be honest because like it just <laughs> right it seems like common sense like just do it why would you put that on everything that <laughs> um, you're trying to sell Nike <laughs> but I think as simple as it sounds it's harder to do people are so concerned of the part of doing it well that they don't start at all I agree with you just do it and the journey will you know will take you where it's supposed to take us so exactly yeah okay um so that wraps up our conversation and before we end I have a lightning round of questions these are questions that you're supposed to just answer as um the first thing that comes to your mind love it okay let's go (laughs) Okay. The first question is, what is the best piece of advice you have been given? Ooh, I think I'm a little bit, um, I guess, biased based on our last question, but I was thinking about this and it relates more to my social media projects and just generally my passion projects. And it is done is better than perfect. And I say this because um, I bet there are a lot of perfectionists listening to this podcast right now, looking to gain inspiration. And honestly, just done is better than perfect because nothing will ever be perfect. Nothing will ever meet hundred percent, but just getting whatever it is done will prove yourself a lot of confidence and you'll be able to feel good about being able to do something. Okay. Name one thing that would make the world a better place. Uh, also again, bias to current state events, but the vaccine for COVID so that we can all connect with each other in real life again. Okay. Last question. What is one thing that has helped you during the COVID-19 pandemic? Hmm. This one, I would say, honestly, running. I really enjoyed running because it has kept me feeling physically active in a time when, you know, most gyms were closed in the cities that I've lived in during the pandemic, being Calgary and Vancouver. And it gives me a lot of strength to be able to do something by myself. It was something that I got a lot of joy from being able to do with other people but I feel really empowered by doing it by myself and spending time outside. And it has really level set my mental health and just my physical health as well too. It's given me a lot of empowerment. Beautiful. Thank you, Mel, for joining us on this show. And to our listeners who want to reach out to you and find you across your platforms, do you want to share with us um, your channels? For sure. So there are... Four channels that I'm on that I would love to be reached out or contacted on. Um, Instagram and TikTok are the same. I'm Woo, it's Melody, W-O-O-I-T-S-M-E-L-O-D-Y for both. On LinkedIn, I'm Melody Woo. And same with YouTube, I'm also Melody Woo. And you'll know me based on my name, working at Aritzia. And you'll see Aritzia content on YouTube as well as my title on LinkedIn. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Mel, for uh, sharing all of your wonderful insight and ideas. And I hope that our listeners who are interested in your content can reach out to you and uh, find their niche and build um, connections on those platforms. In this week's episode, we explored how hobbies can be turned into passion projects and personal branding. If you would like to learn more about this topic and connect with others, be sure to follow me on Instagram. See you next week.